Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. It appears so after game one, the Lakers were, shall we say, dressed for success last night. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including Vince Sanity. Vince Carter is going to be here at 845. And speaking BC. of... Yeah, that voice is Jay Will. He is with us this morning after the NBA coverage last night with Countdown and the broadcast. And I got to mention, set it up, Key. There Whoa. was a bet if you're watching on ESPN2 this morning. This is ridiculous. He is dressed for success, you college football-wise. Yeah, you said dressed for success. So I had to make sure my man Jay Will, who uh, claimed that, you know, says that grown men shouldn't wear other people's jerseys. And so when he lost that bet last night... The Lakers going up one on the Heat. I decided that because he's been a fan of mine for so long as a kid when he was growing up and I played for the nope. Jets in New Jersey and the Meadowlands, I decided to make sure that he got my all Pac-12, all-century jersey. And I put two trading cards signed by me on each uh, shoulder. And so you stand up a minute. Turn around, Jay. I want him to see the no, back No, I'm not turning around. No, I'm not Vanna White. Be, no. Be, no, you're not going to tell me to see, stand up and turn around. I want him to see the back of the name on the jersey. It's, it's <laughs> I don't want them to see it. I know whose name it is. No, the fans need to see it. Just turn around. Just see it so they know. You know, just turn around. There you go. See that? Johnson on the back of the jersey. That That's only you can sit back down now. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, he gets an opportunity to represent. First off, is this a 2X jersey? It makes me feel like I'm 5'5". Five five. You're swimming. Why does it feel like an art smock? Why, why, why does it feel Football like that? jersey, man. Shoulder pads. And why are you smiling so much and all your, all your, all your, signature, all your signature stuff? Just a lot I, I of smiley faces with I your helmet take, on. I didn't take the pictures. I, you know, I didn't take the pictures. But that, it's good, though. You finally like, got that's one. That's like a Zoolander Keyshawn right there. <laughs> that's, a model, that's a model Keyshawn. I wish people can see this at home. The faces... The face is it's incredible. I've never seen anything like it. The chin structure. Still, still, still look the same. The chin structure still looks the same. A little chubbier, but it still looks the same. <laughs> Do we get a certificate of authentic- authentication on the uh, autograph? Absolutely. Very important. Hope Can't I be can forged. make some money on these can rookie not- cards. That's what I want. Keep them in mint condition. Oh, man, wait, oh, man. Oh, you oh, put oh. it back up there, man. Don't be trying to take it off. It's no longer in mint condition. You got this cheap tape on it, man. That lower right corner is going to get scuffed on it. He tried to put me a Kevin Love jersey, you see? <laughs> hey. I had the do-rag. So you had the jersey. You had the jersey. Jay got me feel, with the do-rag. How does it feel to wear another grown man's jersey? I feel like lesser of a human being. That's how I feel right okay. now. I just wanted to big up him. That's all. Welcome back to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. I'm going to rescue Jay here. Welcome back to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. We're coming to you live from above Respect the Heineken Keyshawn. River Deck at Pier 17. We are all even. All right, Jay, you're here. You were part of the broadcast last night. You got the last mm. word last night. We're going to give you the first word this morning. This is your sport. Um, your biggest takeaway from last night's game one was? That the NBA missed an opportune time to reseed the entire playoffs. This mm-hmm. does not need to be the NBA finals. That is bold. And it, it's, uh, with all due respect to Miami, especially them not having Goran Dragic, uh, plantar fasciitis, Bam being hurt. Like, this is where, and I'm not saying it will worked out this way with the Clippers because who knows what would happen with Denver and everything, but you just wish that they would have reseeded one through 16 key, just the best teams. Yeah. No more East-West. Look, the reality is, coming into this, we all know, I, I, we both agree that the Lakers are going to win. No matter, you said yeah, five, five games, games, six games, whatever it might Four be. Four now. Right? Four now. <laughs> it, it seems like a sweep. It seems like it's imminent. Um, but this is just where I wish every team that I paid attention to in the East, whether that be Milwaukee, whether that be Toronto, whether that be Miami, whether that be Boston, I didn't think any team was good enough to beat the Lakers. Or the Clippers. Or the Clippers. Or the Clippers. Right? So I much have rather seen – See one through sixteen, regardless of take out this whole East West thing, mm-hmm. and this was a this was a year with everything happening in two thousand twenty 
Let's just find out who the best team was but, in, in the NBA. The Lakers probably still would have been there. Mm-hmm. Probably still were the best team. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think we would have seen the matchups would have been different. It would have been. It would have probably been more. Obviously, would have been more competitive because if you take out this format and put in the the, the format which you're talking about, like the NC two A to a degree, um, you could have seen a Portland team maybe go a little further, a Utah team go a little uh, further. May have seen Denver. I mean, it may, may have been it may have been Denver, Denver a little bit further. Have, I mean, to be real, it may have been the Clippers. I mean, talk about that matchup with Denver. It may have been the Clippers, right? Uh, the Clippers might have faced just the Lakers. I'm not saying they're going to get there. And I, I, this is not being disrespectful to Miami. Look, I, Miami felt like they were overwhelmed last night. And in scouting report, Key, you and I were talking about via text. I said, like, L.A.'s ability to knock down three-point shots will be the difference maker in this ballgame. And they because knocked them down. They made 11 in the first half. They shot 65% from the three-point line. Hmm. And once you do that, it opens up the paint. And that's where AD, LeBron just started attacking. The game was over. There was nothing they can do. So you always wonder with Miami, like, where was your scoring punch? One second, I mean, <laughs> after the end of the first quarter, I got a, two great nuggets for you guys because you, you love these more so, Zubin, okay? Them. So the, the Lakers ended the first quarter on a 25 to 3 1. The biggest run throughout the course of the game, the Lakers went on a 75 to 30 run. Wow. A 75 to 30 run in the first game of the NBA Finals. Wow. That's it. I've, I've never seen anything like that before. A 22 run. 22 point run. Yeah, great. 75 Woo. to 30 run. And. KCP knocking down shots. He played well. Danny Green knocking down shots. AD knocking down threes. LeBron attacking. Jimmy Butler rolled his ankle twice. Surprised he's still even in the game. Goran Dragic no more. It's um, It was tough to watch that game last I want to talk about the Heat's injuries with you in one minute, but just a reminder that we essentially have a commissioner in Adam Silver that is as progressive as anybody. The 116 thing that Jay had broached, that's something that other people had brought to Silver before and said, you should really consider this across the board because the East has been so much weaker over the years traditionally than the West, completely understanding last year the Heat, um, excuse me, the Raptors won the NBA title. So that is something that has been broached before, but maybe in this atypical year, it's something that could be addressed again moving forward in a more permanent fashion. They talked about having a tournament before. They had to play in tournament. Maybe this is next. Jay, on the heat, obviously you mentioned the injury to Jimmy Butler with the rolled ankle. Dragic, for, uh, 34, banged up. But mm. what do you think about Bam Adebayo's shoulder injury and what it does to the heat's size inside? It hurts him a lot uh, with the way the Lakers are shooting the rock. I mean, look, Rajon Rondo's been shooting 45% from the three-point line in the bubble, Key. Yeah. <laughs> Rondo's out there hooping. So you can't really play zone because they understand time, location. They understand different pockets to shoot the ball on LeBron James. AD catch the ball in the middle of the zone. There's really nothing you could do. You're done. And, and, and I think, though, when you you say, bam, you know, they're in trouble because of that. I felt, and, I, and it's not because I'm a Laker fan, I felt like they was going to be in trouble anyway because – we got three bigs that we can run. We can move AD to the five if we choose to do so. Big shoulders is always a force in the middle. With Dwight, Howard. Dwight Howard. I call him big shoulders. Dwight Howard. <laughs> and then if we ever decide that we want to get into the JaVale McGee game for some minutes, we can always do that as well. So I always felt like they were outmatched, especially when we go big, that they were in trouble. Because even, even if you don't put LeBron James, AD, and Dwight Howard on the floor, that's an average of about – 
I'm with right? you. Yep. I mean, that's probably, if I'm doing the math correctly, Z, you probably could do it calculated really fast yeah. in your head. But when you got two seven-footers and a 6'8", <laughs> dude, that probably average out to about 6'11". That's a lot of size, man. And I'll tell you, So Dwight got exposed defensively because of all the pick-and-roll stuff that they do. But what LeBron James and AD did, they got Bam two quick fouls. Yeah. They drove. They got him two quick fouls. And then once once they did that, it felt like there was no there was nobody to protect the middle of the paint. And that's that's where the that's where the Miami Heat are always going to struggle. If you attack Bam, and I'll tell you one thing, his shoulder being hurt, his wrist being hurt, mm-hmm. you can be sure that every time he's back in the game, uh, they're going to crack into him again. Was he hurt prior? Folks supposed to say there might have been a, a reoccurrence, injury. possible reoccurrence. Well, he had hurt that wrist in the last series versus shoulder. Boston and his shoulder too. Both. But he ran into Dwight Howard. It was that and one where, he, well, it wasn't an and one, but he banged into him. And I think that just kind of probably messed it up even more. Hmm. Game two, Friday on ABC. You'll see Jay and the gang there on Countdown. Of course, every game of the finals on ESPN Radio. Still to come. Look good in that jersey, man. <laughs> Still to come. They say any given Sunday. But not this Sunday for the Tennessee Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll have more on that. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. From A to Z is brought to you by Redbox. New at Redbox, Antebellum, starring Janelle Monet. Stream this theatrical home release today and visit redbox.com for all the ways to watch. A couple big sports headlines to get to you. We don't talk too much UFC here, but if Connor's involved, we will. The notorious MMA, Connor McGregor, non-title lightweight fight against Dustin Poirier. The UFC has offered it. That, according to UFC President Dana White, has told that to Barstool Sports on Wednesday. Sources close to McGregor told our Ariel Helwani, best MMA insider in the business, that he was offered the Poirier fight, but Connor's management team reaffirming its desire to fight the boxer Manny Pacquiao and then have a charity sparring match with Poirier instead of the UFC fight 
that the Ultimate Fighting Championship would prefer. Stand by. We'll see what happens with that. Baseball fans can take themselves out to the ball game. I don't know if Cracker Jacks will be available, but Major League Baseball did say Wednesday that about 11,500 tickets would be available for each game during the National League Championship Series and the World Series, both played at Globe Life Field, the home of the Texas Rangers in Arlington. 11,500, if you're wondering, for context, about 28% of the stadium, so still plenty of room for social distancing. The World Series is being played at a neutral site, obviously, as you know, for the pandemic. And if you're wondering, you're not following the baseball playoffs that closely, the Texas Rangers did not make the playoffs, so there's no possibility that they could be playing in the World Series in their home stadium. And speaking of the coronavirus, the NFL has its first postponement due to COVID-19. Steelers, Titans, and Nashville set for 1 p.m. Eastern Sunday at LP Field. Not going to happen. Citing the need, the league says, for, quote, additional time for further daily COVID-19 testing. Game could be played Monday, could be played Tuesday. Titans have had nine team personnel test positive. The Minnesota Vikings, who played the Tennessee Titans on Sunday, they're going to reopen their facility today with enhanced safety protocols as we welcome you back inside Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin we're presented by Progressive Insurance we'll talk to the NFL's best insider Adam Schefter about this a little bit later this morning he's on the way at 8 30 people have been blaming coronavirus positive tests no matter where you live around the country on something or another it's the blame game but Titans head coach Mike Bravel says nobody's at fault here you know I know there's going to be a lot of questions about the game and about who's to blame and where it started um Nobody's to blame. You know, it's, it, we're in a pandemic. Unfortunately, things happen. John and I feel comfortable that since receiving the protocols in August, we followed those um, by the letter and that we were conscious of everything that we did. This was a very unfortunate situation, but one that we're um, confident that we will be able to handle uh, safely with, with the football team and the players um, best interest in mind. I want to mention John is the Titans general manager, John Robinson, obviously Vrabel's boss. So it's coming all the way to the top. And then the Strunk family who owns the Tennessee Titans key. What do you think about this assessing? No blame. I mean, it seems who, reasonable. Who, who are you going to blame? Right. It seems right. Exactly. You're not, you're not in the bubble. This is not the NBA bubble. If you're in the NBA bubble and somebody left and everything was hundred percent clean and, and, and no positive tests for weeks up on weeks. And then all of a sudden somebody leave Jay will and come back. Then you can point the finger at somebody. They're not in a bubble, so why would anybody even suggest blaming anything? I mean, we don't know. I mean, like they say in the beginning stages of it, right, wear gloves, do this, do that. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask. So we don't know what it is, mm-hmm. right? We That's just don't know. novel now, coronavirus. Now you, novel. you get on the elevator, you just, boom, push the button, or you don't open up a gate or whatever knob. you touch, doorknob, yeah. whatever the case is. All you can do is be as cautious as you can to protect, try and protect yourself and your family and others that are out there. So there's no blame. that It shouldn't be anybody even putting blame in their mouth. I mean, look, I, I was going to say this too. Uh, protection is also an illusion to a degree, right? Like I have so <laughs> I had some of my friends down in Florida, one never wears a mask. Never wears a mask. Down there. Down there. Hasn't caught it. Goes out to dinner, goes out different places. One of my other friends did wear a mask, sat down to dinner outside with him and his family, caught it. Yeah. Caught it. But social distance and everything. So it's Yeah. It's one it's it's give and take. You have to expect the unexpected in two thousand and twenty. So I I'm with you guys on this one all the way. Yeah, I have no idea. Like I told you, see, I'm sitting out of the curb, I'm eating. I don't have on a mask, but I'm eating because I'm eating. But then people walk past me with no mask on. So what do you, I mean, it's like, what am I going to do? 
But, I, but but let me broach this to you both. The Raiders obviously had an incident a couple of days ago where they had a big charity event. Yeah. Uh, the receiver, Darren Waller, hosted it. There were nobody wearing masks, uh, violating state law in Nevada. Of course, it's the Las Vegas Raiders now. Everybody was indoors. Right, which is much more susceptible than being outdoors. And the other thing, too, is, look, you can put out any strongly worded statement you want. What, what, you got no, I was going to say, did they know, though? Did they know, like, the, did the team know that the event that he held – did they know like the the protocols in Vegas that they're not supposed to apparently have not. that gathering and they're supposed to have a mask or no apparently not but it did violate state rules and they have apologized Derek Carr their quarterback yeah. came out and apologized John Gruden was fined a hundred thousand dollars he said he'll do better Mark Davis the team's owner was upset saying this is not representative of our organization but if you're the NFL and you're going to send out another strongly worded memo they sent out another really blistering memo yet the biggest names in your sport are openly flouting it. John Gruden, Pete Carroll, Sean McVay, Sean Payton. These guys are openly I, but, flouting but it. But see, here, here's what I would say to that, though, Z. They should know better as coaches, right? But I also, to a degree, understand when they're coaching on the sideline. When you're coaching, it's like you. When you get focused in on that computer right. and they're trying to talk to you in your ear, you're focused in on it. It's like, hold on, I'll get to it. Coaches on the sideline, they take the mask down to try to communicate, and then there something goes on, it distracts them, and they're coaching. So they never even think to put it back up. I don't think that they did it maliciously or intentionally. They just didn't focus in on having to put it up because they're coaching. Like they, they're, 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 you know, they're focused in on coaching. They're competing. All they care about is coaching. They don't really care about nothing else at that point in time. They deserve to get fined, and if they do it a second or third time around, then they should be suspended. You've already got the warning. The warning is already, the warning shot was fired. Now, all of a sudden, if you continue to do it, now I'm going to question whether you give a damn. Key, how much do you listen to the news? How much do you, do you watch the news when you Man, go home? Man, I, I get depressed. Okay, okay, great. Zubin, how about yourself? When Because you, you listen to a lot of podcasts, oh, right? I, I'm very big news junkie. Okay, so. I am I'm, too, you, because you, you, I can't watch it anymore. Okay, yes, exactly. Time. So, I, see, I think this is the world that we live in, okay? Because uh, my wife and I, we watch the news a lot, but we have a lot of friends that don't watch the news anymore because they get depressed. They don't like it. It's always something neg- negative. The narrative changes like that. Yeah, sure. Right? So, you have to be intentional with seeking state news for like what's acceptable in your state. So what happens for a lot of people who don't want to listen anymore because they get tired of it, right? Like they end up turning that switch off. You well, turn off, and I'm not saying it's, it's not irresponsible. I'm just saying that, like, look, I've done it for a period of like two, three months where I was like, I don't want to listen to this stuff anymore. I can't take it. I just want to live my life. I'm, I'm trying to stay as informed as possible, but then I don't want to get overwhelmed with that. Well, this, this, I think people get pushed to that but threshold. But so from, from a state level, I get it. But this pandemic is a worldly deal, right? It's not mm-hmm. just a state deal. So, but I'm, it, I'm talking about as it relates to Waller and the well, whole, I don't know. Yeah, the I whole don't, charity thing. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, Zubin, see, as I really don't that. know. Like yeah, we're yeah. inside right now, and we're six feet apart. Let me measure again. I think we are, but we yeah. get tested and, once a week, and, and so we're tested, so we know where we're at. They've been tested. I'm sure that they thought because they were tested. That when they go into the and I'm, and I'm just thinking I didn't, I don't know this firsthand it's, I'm just thinking about it that they get tested that they have been tested now all of a sudden they have an event they're indoors I'm sure they're thinking okay we're good they're not focused in on what the rules are when they get away from the facility 
in the NFL. I just get worried when I go into rooms. I'm like, well, have you been tested? Have you been tested? That's why I don't go into rooms. Like, I, that's just me in my no, personal life. So I get it's it. just different structure, it. different folks. No, absolutely. Uh, speaking of the room, Doc Rivers apparently has entered the room yes, to interview is. for the head coaching job of the Philadelphia 76ers. Our Woj, the NBA's best insider, taking us inside the meeting with the Sixers and Glenn Doc. The Sixers were ready to decide between Mike D'Antoni and Ty Lue until Doc Rivers became available. Doc spent time, I'm told, today with Elton Brand, the Sixers general manager, and then he'll spend time this evening with ownership, Josh Harris, David Blitzer, in Philadelphia, and then I'm told the Sixers will move closer to a decision on who they'll offer their head coaching job to in the next few days. My sense right now, the focus is on Doc Rivers, Mike D'Antoni. It shouldn't even be a, a focus, or it shouldn't even be a decision. It's like, do you want this? It's yours, right? I mean, that's just me. I I don't know, Jay. I get a little bit torn about this because I know that um, Doc Rivers will for will be the easy choice for them. It'll be, I think Doc Man, Rivers it should will be, be the only choice. But, but, Key, we were also on radio a couple of days talking about we're tired of coaches being recycled, right? But so, he, like, I'm always a little but, bit torn. Like, well, but here, right, okay, Doc so, had a very long stint so, with the Clippers. So, I think he should get the job. But at so, the same time, when do you get so, fresh but so here, new here, people involved? Here's, so. here's, here's why I would not backpedal on that. Okay. Because he has skins on the walls for me. He's been to two championships. He's won one. So I'm okay with that. When I say recycling and continuing to recycle and That's microwave fair. guys, I'm talking about somebody that all they do is win and get out. They all win and get out. I'm He's actually you. won a championship and appeared in another one. So to me, that if, if Mike D'Antoni had won a championship and appeared in another one, I'm all for it. But the fact that you can't get there, bro, I'm not – I'm not signing off on that. It was just something with me wrestling in it in my own mind. Look, I think Doc Rivers is the easy choice for them. I would love to see guys like Adrian Griffin get a shot. He's the head assistant for the Toronto Raptors. I know he doesn't have the same kind of cliche. Um, cachet. Cachet. Yep. Cliche. Uh, just my first, early for My you. first cup of coffee. And to go to bed. The Yankees game last night had me up until 1.15 after I got done with game. work. Um, so cachet, yes, that is the correct word. But I'm with you. Like I Look, the way Doc can motivate – and this comes down to that relationship, Key, between look what he did. Look Ben what he Simmons did. and Joel Embiid, getting them on the same page. Uh-huh. And I think Doc Rivers has the personality with his leadership style that could be the right fit to help those two get on the same page because that's what it comes down to. He got DeAndre Jordan, and I'm you know you know basketball, but I'm from L.A. No, you got CP3, it, Blake. Well, not even CP3, but DeAndre Jordan, right? He mm-hmm. got him paid. I mean, DeAndre Jordan was just a, a big that was cool all of a sudden. His game stepped up to the next level for about a six- or seven-year run. And so when you look at that, can he get Embiid like that? Can he all of a sudden turn Ben Simmons into something more than what he is right now? Well, here's the only – if you're Doc, here's the thing that you have to think about. Look at their payroll, man. You got Al Horford, 100-plus million, right? You got Tobias Harris. He's the highest-paid player on that team. On that team, you got Josh Richardson. He made a lot of money. So how do you, cap-wise, you seem limited. 
How do you move some of those pieces around to get other pieces that are better conducive to your team actually playing off of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid? We'll talk about it with VC, Vince Carter, Vince Sanity at 845, George Sedano, our ESPN radio host, boots on the ground in L.A. on what's going on there this morning as the Lakers are back in the finals and back in the win column in the NBA finals. In one minute, an unprecedented day in baseball history, eight playoff games. What is our World Series winner, Mark Teixeira? Take away the most of all 16 being in action? We'll ask him right after SportsCenter. Art Keith Morris gets the pass across to Kuzma in the right corner, up top to James. LeBron holding. LeBron dribbling back with six to shoot. Gives it up, Morris. Left side, three is good. NBA Finals record, 14th three-pointer for the Lakers. That's Mark Kestesher, the voice of the NBA Finals on ESPN Radio. And it only seems apropos when literally everything going right. The record-setting three-pointer comes from Markeith Morris, of all people. Game two, Friday, 9 Eastern ABC and on ESPN Radio. Miami had the early lead. Lakers stormed back. LeBron nearly with the triple-double. Anthony Davis, 34 points. They were absolutely terrific. We mentioned this just a couple minutes ago, if you were here. The Sixers are seriously considering... Hiring Doc Rivers as their next head coach. Key says it's an easy decision. He met with their ownership, Josh Harris, David Blitzer, as Woj just mentioned a couple minutes ago. He had spoken to Elton Brand. He has a prior history with the Sixers as well. We should never undercut that from Mike D'Antoni's point of view. He's the other guy in the mix. And now Ty Lue looks to be on the outside looking in. He was in the mix, but it looks like he, according to many, including Jay Will, think he'd be perfect to replace Doc with the Clippers. He's already on their bench as an assistant. Yankees-Astros-Rays all swept their way to the ALDS. The Astros awaiting the winner of the White Sox A-Series. That's the only AL game today. They'll play at 3:10 Eastern. The winner gets Houston next week at Dodger Stadium. That's 2024. <laughs> hmm. While the Yankees and Rays are now scheduled to face each other. We also have all four games in the National League going today, including Keys-Dodgers with the final first yeah. pitch, looking to eliminate the Milwaukee Brewers. Sports Center brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app and use code KJZ to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Let's bring in Mark to share a 2009 World Series winner to discuss what he thinks the biggest takeaway was. Mark, yesterday, an unprecedented day, and I guess every day moving forward, it'll be unprecedented in these playoffs. All 16 teams... Eight games, plenty of amazing storylines. Extra inning baseball, tons of offense. The Astros laid out for me the biggest thing you took away from that incredible slate. Well, Zubin, the easy thing for me to say would be the Yankees' offense is back and they can beat the best pitching in baseball. But I'm actually going to go with the Houston Astros. Remember them? Remember the team that had a dominant run that, that was – you know, so close to winning a second World Series in three years last year against the Nationals, they might be back. Now, are they World Series favorites? No. But give Dusty Baker a ton of credit for taking a team that looked like they were sleepwalking through the regular season. It looked like they just wanted to get the season over with because of their terrible offseason and all the cheating scandal and what that brought, losing their GM, losing their manager. But these guys still have talent. When you have Carlos Correa and Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman in your lineup, you've got some young arms. We saw Arkady yesterday pitch well. Zach Grinke, this guy might be a Hall of Famer. They still have enough to maybe win a five-game series in round two. So I think the story right now is, is don't forget about the Houston Astros. 
Mm. Mark, question about the Astros. Are they the team that gained the most from a shortened season and no fans in the ballpark? 100%. That is, it's something that we took a, took a look at before the season. It was going to go one way or another. They were just going to completely fold and, and just go home as quickly as possible. But we kind of saw the opposite. They had that edge this year. And Carlos Correa, whether you love him or you hate him, as a teammate, you kind of like him going out there and, and speaking up and saying, hey, all, all you media, all you guys talk about is us cheating. Well, we're still here. Well, what are you going to say now? Um, it might be 29 versus 1. It, it's like the rest of baseball against Astros and their fans. But it gives us something to talk about, and, and I'm really interested to see whether they play the White Sox or the A's, two talented teams, how they perform in the second round. Mark, look at the, the Yankees. You were on with us uh, a couple days ago, and, and we talked about how good the Indians' pitching was. The Yankees obviously swept them, scoring 22 runs in the, in the two games. How did that happen? Where did that come from? How did they attack him and get at him like that? So, so what happened was Shane Bieber two nights ago, his first batter's DJ LeMahieu hits a rocket to right field single. The next pitch, the first pitch against Aaron Judge is a two-run home run. And the entire Indians dugout, including Shane Bieber on the mound, is saying, what just happened here? And what I saw the entire rest of the series, those two games, the Indians pitchers were afraid to go after Yankees hitters. So they walked a ton of batters. They got down in counts. You had a lot of Yankees in hitters counts. You saw the big Gio Urshela home run. He battled back to get to a 3-2 count. Had to throw him a fastball. And Urshela made him pay. If you have to attack these Yankees hitters, if you must throw strikes, whether it's in a, a full count or, or a 2-1, 3-1 hitters count, the Yankees will make you pay. And that's what we saw against the Indians, who had the best record the best ERA in the American League let me ask you this though Mark uh, so with this playoff format here we saw yesterday two aces basically to a degree get chased Tanaka for the Yankees Bueller uh, for the Dodgers both went in four gave up a couple runs does this help the pitching in terms of rest they both got out of it with W's but on short rest can they come back in the next series and pitch well, I think the good thing is, is if you look at the Dodgers, they're probably going to sweep the, the Brewers. You never know, but the, the Dodgers have that length. You know, they're going to be okay when it comes to the amount of pitchers needed because it's a good point. There's no off days this postseason, or at least the first few rounds, and that's a big deal usually for, for teams that, that need that rest for their, their pitchers. When you talk about Tanaka, if I'm the Yankees, I would be a little bit worried about the pitching staff. Now, can they beat everyone 10 to 9 and win a World Series? Maybe. But Tanaka did not pitch well. You know, it might have been a little bit of a delay and, and the rain issues, but he didn't look sharp. The bullpen was, was a bit shaky. Saw Jack, Zach Britton give up a few runs. If you have to bring these guys back on short rest or extend some of the bullpen, the Yankees might be in trouble. They would have been way better off if Tanaka threw seven crisp innings like Garrett Cole did the night before. Mark Teixeira joins us, ESPN MLB analyst. What's the biggest thing we should be looking for today? We have all four National League series resuming, and of course, that White Sox-A's game at 310 Eastern today. 
Well, the game three against the White Sox and A's is going to be a lot of fun, but I want to see how the Braves lineup bounces back because, you know, we saw that they can pitch and they do have some length in that bullpen. Max Fried was incredible, but to get to 13 scoreless innings, it's a, it's a team effort. But if you want to look at the two best teams in the National League right now, it's the Dodgers and the Braves. But the Braves scored one run in 13 innings. Their offense just looked anemic against a really good Reds pitching staff. Can they bounce back in Game 2? Can they get that swag back like we saw the Yankees against the Indians? Because if they can, the Braves are a legitimate contender against the Dodgers. If they get shut down again and, and the Reds hold them scoreless through 12 innings and they have to scratch a run in the 13th, I'd be a little worried if I was a Braves fan. Fair enough. Scratch a run in the 13th. That just goes to show you how unprecedented yesterday certainly was. We'll see what happens today with five on the docket all over ESPN and ESPN Radio. Mark, thank you very much. Thanks a lot, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Great to have Mark Deshaies, the World Series winner, join us. So he he says anything can happen, but he's expecting your Dodgers to do tonight what the Yankees did last night and move on. Yeah, Kershaw's on the mound, so I, I would think that he would deal. I'd like to see him, you know, get at least five and two thirds strong innings before we decide to to move on from him. I don't want to have to continue to go to the bullpen. We used basically four people yesterday um, with 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 uh, Bueller starting. He went four, then. I can't say his name. I don't want to screw it up. Urias. Yeah, I, Julio. <laughs> on a first name basis. Yeah, I like that you own it, though. It's good yeah, to own I it, though. Because I'll, I'll mess that up. And so he goes, and then Kenley Jansen cleans it up. You know, and so if we can stay right there with three or four pitches, our middle reliever, and get our big guns some rest, then I think that that's the way you look at it for us. I don't see where Milwaukee, I just don't, I don't see where they're going to be able to, matches maybe they score a run or two but our bats are so strong we're at home it's a home run park I mean and we're built to hit the yard I mean we got one home run yesterday with Seager uh hopefully we'll get more tonight I don't see anybody stopping the Dodgers I you know to go back to the Yankees for one for one minute though watching the beginning of that game with Tanaka uh with the whole wind and the rain I was really frustrated as a Yankees fan I even saw Rob Manfred's name trending on social media about when are you going to stop this right now uh it's because it was a slow start but uh I'm telling you, the, the way that they're playing right now, they're hitting their stride with those big at-bats. It's, um, they look like a different team over the last two games. No question about it. Still to come. Take it or shake it. Yes or no. One of Key's favorites. AD or Finals MVP. Take it or shake it. Lakers even drop one to the Heat. Take it or shake it. And will the Cowboys reel off five in a row? Ooh. Take it or shake it. We looked at their schedule. You'll see it next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
You can take it or shake it. Run ESPN Radio, ESPN2 this morning, Sirius XM Channel 80. If you're chilling at your house, going down to your living room to log on to Zoom and work, tell your smart speakers to play ESPN. Take it or shake it easily. Are we taking this? Are we letting it go? Let's start with the NBA. Key, Anthony Davis will eventually be the NBA Finals MVP off his 34-point performance last night. Take it or shake it. Eventually, as in this year, right? This year, the 2020 Finals. Take it! Take it! I mean, he's carrying some momentum in from the rest of the playoff games. Outside of when he hit that big three, I think at that point he arrived into the playoffs. And you saw him dominate last night against a Miami team that does not have the size or the athleticism and capability outside of Bam that he basically took care of business against when Bam was on the floor. So, yeah, for sure he'll be the MVP. AD will not be the MVP. LeBron James will be the MVP. The NBA missed on the regular season MVP. And trust, that will be a makeup award. LeBron James will win the finals MVP. To continue the, the narrative. The old make good. One more on the finals. The Lakers will sweep the heat. Take it or shake it. Man, they're going to use a vacuum. This is take it. Take it. They're not using a broom. They're going modern day age. Right? They're going to go. They're going to get one of them. Uh, what are the Decker hand things? The, the Black & Decker. Yeah, Black & Decker. They're going to get that, man. <laughs> Good it's sponsorship over. opportunity. I, it's a wrap. I just need the heat to be healthy, but if they keep shooting 65% from the three-point line, take that. All right, let's take this or shake it to the NFL. The Cowboys are going to win their next five games. Let me line them up real quick. At home against the Browns. Win. At home against the Giants. Win. At home against the Cardinals. Win. At the Washington football team. Win. At the Philadelphia football team. Win. So that's it. You're both taking it. Yeah, I'm taking Five it for sure. They, they, look, they've played good this year. They they could have gotten the Rams' victory. A couple things happened there. The push-off on Gallup, C.D. Lamb, Lamb on fourth and three, not getting the depth that he needed to get the first down. You look at Seattle, they just defensively, they didn't do well. Now, there was a bit of a gift against the Atlanta Falcons, a little bit. Yeah. But they took advantage of it, and they ca- cashed in on it. And Dak Prescott is certainly playing like a $40 million quarterback. So, yeah, I think that they make a nice little 5-0 run. Man, this is the best gift that the Dallas Cowboys could ever ask for. If, there, if there's a situation where for five games you can find your confidence, it will be against these five opponents for the next five games. Doc, Dak will be cashing in literally and figuratively, as you mentioned. Doc will be, too, soon yeah. with the 76ers. So. Speaking of... Doc Rivers will be the next head coach of the Sixers. I think I think we know where Jay's going here. <laughs> Take it. Take uh, it. I think he's the best candidate that's out there outside of Ty Lue in terms of guys that have done it before. Um, he's got championship pedigree. He knows guys are going to buy in as soon as he walk in because in the NBA circles, he's so well respected that guys are going to fall in the line. I mean, when you got a guy who has chips on the wall, you I don't care when they were, he got a ring. And people are going to say, okay, well, I'm believing what he's saying, opposed to some coaches that either have not done it before with this type of team or guys that have done it before but never gotten to the end, which is a championship. I'm still mad about the coup in the Clipper land, getting him out. But with that being said, he will be the next head coach of the 76ers, and Ty Lue will be the next head coach of the Los Angeles Clippers. All right, so Doc has a chip. Ty has a chip. Let's go to Major League Baseball. Key, Major League Baseball should stick with this 16-team playoff format, which they say is a one-year-only deal. Take it or shake it to make it a permanent deal. Shake it. Shake it. I don't want to see no Houstons in when they don't deserve to be in or or, or the team that they just knocked out or even a Milwaukee. I don't want to see that. Losing record. Losing records. I don't want to see that. How how could that be? Why would you want a losing team? You you are um, rewarded for, for winning. 
Now I'm rewarded for being under 500. Right. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't want to see it long term, but I do thoroughly enjoy it for the time being. Look, the more sports we can have, I know they're recouping a lot of uh, revenue, but I like it. No I doubt. Like it for the time being. Used to be the hardest sport to make the playoffs. Four teams used to make it. Now 16 are making yes. it this year. Back to the NBA. The Heat are the worst team, this iteration of the Heat, the 2020 Heat, are the worst team LeBron has ever faced in his 10 finals trips, take it or shake it. Wow. That's so disrespectful. Take it? Even more disrespectful. Right? I mean, take it with a question mark. I mean, I'm thinking there was a there was a Spurs team. That's not bad. Probably Dallas would probably be one of the weakest. Okay, so the reason I say not a Dallas because there is a Hall of Famer, a dirt yet on that team. Or well, no, there was a couple Hall of Famers on that team. Right? Jason Kidd was on that team as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you look at it, you go, Nah. Then obviously San Antonio. You know they had Hall of Famers. So yeah, this is probably this is probably from. A to Z, the worst team. Yes, very disrespectful that we're saying this out loud, but yes, this is probably the worst team that LeBron James has faced in the finals. You guys are making my segues money. Here we go. Speaking of worst teams, the Jets and the Giants, mm. Jets tonight against the Broncos, Thursday night football, are the worst teams in each of their respective conferences. Take it or shake it? Take it? Take, Take it. it. I mean, <laughs> uh, uh. Or, the, or uh, Washington? Uh, like, uh, Washington? At least they got a W. You can't say San Fran, even though they banged up. They they waxed the Giants. Um, Jets, you can't. Miami seems every now and then that they want to play football. I'm just trying to think who's bad like yeah. that. Denver, maybe? In the, hey, we'll see. Yeah, but they're beat yeah, up. We'll see tonight. But they're beat up. Yeah, but we'll see tonight. Well, the Jets are somewhat beat up, too. I mean, guys opted out. They lost several They're players beat up and mentally. stuff. They're beat up mentally as well. Okay, well, yeah. I, I would take it on a soft take. What do you think? I, I told you I'm done talking about the Jets and the Giants <laughs> until 2021, 2022. <laughs> so that's I'm an done. incomplete. It's not a take it or a shake it. It's a let's wait for I'm it. I'm done. I'm done. Last one. I'm emotionally over it. I don't <laughs> even want to go there right now. <laughs> Russell Wilson is the best quarterback going in the NFL Right now, take it or shake it. Shake it. Shake, shake it. it. Even, though he's, even though he's my MVP, uh-huh. he's not the best quarterback going. I mean, I still would, as a from, from a pure quarterback standpoint, mm-hmm. I still would take Aaron Rodgers or Pat Mahomes okay. from a pure quarterback standpoint. So is he the MVP? Yes, because he has his team playing a certain way, and he's playing at a high level. But just from a quarterback standpoint? Wait, can I ask you a question? What, yeah. is, what does pure quarterback standpoint mean? Well, it just means to me that delivering the football in rhythm and, and but getting is Russell it to you, not like, good hand, at like hand the off on the rhythm. He, he's cool. He's cool. He's cool. He's cool. I mean, you know, you gonna turn the twist and turn a little bit. You ain't really twisting and turning with Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. I'm looking at it from a receiver standpoint. Okay. All if right. you throwing me an 18 yard dig route, I don't need to be turning around, hurting my back and messing up my disc. Mm. I need to be catching it like a handoff in front of me so I can get out the back end. That's but there's nothing wrong with Russell. I agree right? There's nothing wrong with it. I just think for me, when you say best quarterback, like what teams would take, would those two teams take him over their quarterbacks? Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.